the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 6.05 on a Monday night here at Idala Bertuna and Cammons. This is Arthur Idala, and boy, have I been living here in the office. It is Super Bowl Monday. I think it's like where the most people call in sick or out or whatever. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about the Super Bowl. I basically didn't watch the Super Bowl. I don't know much about it except I watched the end. Um, so here's here. Uh, those of you know, on Wednesday, I'm arguing in the highest court of the state of New York, which is kind of a big deal. They don't take that many cases, and it's just not something you do all the time. It's my my virgin voyage uh, to argue in front of the court. I'm very excited about it, looking forward about it. Obviously, there's appropriate levels of nervousness and some degree of like fear of just blanking out or getting, you know, whatever. Look, I've done it before, so the nerves make sense. It's like I was thinking about the guys who are playing in the Super Bowl, especially in the Kansas City Chiefs who did it. 12 months ago, you know, you should be nervous. You should be a little, uh, anx- have anxiety. You don't want to walk in. They're like, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, Sinatra said he was always nervous before one of his gigs, and that's, that's put you on edge and it puts you in a good spot. Put your head in the right place. So, um, I've, uh, I, what happens though, Simbolino, have you ever had to, um, work like, you know, all weekend, like work straight through so there's no break. And of then course. you kind of you kind of lose track of the days. It's weird how your biological clock works. Like when you take that Saturday and Sunday off, you kind of know when Monday is by without looking at a calendar. But like if you work straight through, that gets a little thrown off. You yeah, know when I'm you saying? get in the zone, you know, up is down, down is up. You just get so into it. Yeah, so I'm not even sure what day today is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure now that it's Monday. Uh, Lincoln's birthday. Uh, yes. Who is it? Oh, it's Joan talking. Yes, I forgot to turn. He's he's signaling me, Sambolino, that I forgot to turn my mic up. How, how much does it drive everyone nuts? Because <laughs> I talk uh, over on the other side of the room. And Sambolino likes. He's also it when screaming into the mic. Yeah, well, that's. Wait, he likes it when my mic is completely off. <laughs> no, that's not true. It is um, Lincoln's actual birthday. Yes. Yeah, so when we were kids, we had July, uh, February twelfth, and February twenty second. We had two separate holidays. And I don't know, probably Frank from Staten Island will know whether I'm right or wrong about this, but I believe what happened was they consolidated them into President's Day to make room on the calendar for Martin Luther King's holiday. Because they didn't want to have, you know, add a whole other calendar to the, a whole other holiday to the calendar as they did with Juneteenth, which is now my, 
one of my favorite holidays because it more or less extends Father's Day weekend as well as um, standing up for something that's great, which is the end of slavery. Now, speaking of the end of slavery, now, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I was here at the office working. I did every once in a while say, hey, Siri, what's the score of the Super Bowl? I wonder if my phone's going to start talking to me now. Um, and no, it didn't. Um, and then I, you know, it was three nothing. It was ten three. I was like, okay, you know. So I was kind of monitoring, but I kept the TV off. I had um, classical music for studying on, and I had lit candles. I did the same thing Saturday. Saturday, a lot of water. Saturday, I had a lot of water, a lot of green tea, green tea and water, right? Hot and then cold, and I had some honey in the tea. Yeah, a little concerned about my voice, making sure it's all good. Um, and I brought food from home, and I ate healthy. La la. Anyway, um, so you were cramming for like your law school uh, exam. Yeah, Joan, your microphone's off. The mic, really? I thought I'd be loud enough you'd hear me in New Jersey. My ears are bleeding. But you, what you need to do, Joan, is you need to know know that it's on, (laughs) have it at the right level, and then talk into the mic. I guarantee you, my parents are laughing at us right now. Like. (laughs) I'm a, I, yeah, it's very professional. You know, you think Howard and, and Robin go through this, that Robin doesn't know how to use the microphone? Robin screams from the other side of the room, I bet. No, no. We'll find no, out. Let's no, have them on. She, no, she doesn't. Trust me, she doesn't. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to have Chief Chell on to talk about um, crime in the city. He is the basically right now that he's the highest ranking uh, police officer in uniform in the city, although he's... On the same level as the other chiefs, but he's on the chief of patrol, which means he's got a lot of power. Chief Madry is around, but he's actually a little bit on, like on a half a leave, not a full leave. So Chief Chell is kind of holding down the fort, at least for the end, the rest of this month. Um, but apparently in the beginning of the Super Bowl, they sang um, the national anthem. And I don't even know if it was before or after. But they sang the, um, I want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to be politically incorrect. They, they sang the Negro national anthem, lift every voice and sing. Now, I, I know I'm, I'm getting into dangerous territory here, but I don't know that like Negro, like, I don't know, is that in the words now that you could use? So I'm, I'm reading. See, I'm seeing that they called it the black national anthem. Well, very, very few people NAACP. stood at Super Bowl for lit, light, Light, lift every voice and sing the Negro National Anthem, not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. This is actually what Tennessee Democrat uh, Congressman Stephen Cohen said. Um, so I'm quoting him by saying that. Uh, this is how I feel about this. We're supposed to be like unified in diversity, which is basically an oxymoron. We're diverse, but we're unified. But that's that's what this country is striving for, unlike every any other country I, I know of, um, I mean, we have more diversity, I believe, I mean, than Norway, Finland, Denmark, and um, Egypt, um, or probably Argentina. I'm totally talking out of my butt, but I would think that America has, it's got to be in the top two or three in terms of diversity, but we're the United States of America. So, you know, if you told me because it was in Vegas, they wanted to sing the 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 Las Vegas local anthem, like when Frank from Staten Island came into my house, the president, the present that he gave me was the New York state flag, which I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I hung it up. Yeah. You know, the American flag. I have a nine 11 flag and now I have the New York state flag. Thanks to Frank. I mean, it makes sense. So if you're like, well, we're in this state and we want to sing this state song. Okay. You know, and if it was in New York, it'd be like empire state of mind, but to sing, uh, 
Like, look, if they told me I, that we were singing the Italian national anthem, I'd, I'd say, no, no, don't do that. that. That's no, this is we're in America. It's the American national anthem. So this congressman made a big deal uh, about the fact that the crowd, the Super Bowl crowd, apparently most people did not stand for uh, this secondary national anthem. I mean, it's an oxymoron. It should be there's a national anthem. Now, I would actually probably sign up for America the Beautiful to be our national anthem because I just think it's a prettier song and it's, it tells a lot about America but uh, and the beauty of America. But the Star Spangled Banner, you know, talks about the fight to become America, and I'm down with that too. Um, so I don't know, but I, I would love to hear how other people feel about having two national anthems uh, sung at the Super Bowl, which is the premier event of our country. Um, and then also, um, so Reba sang, and then Post Malone also sang a different American song. So Reba sang the national anthem, but Post Malone sang, was it the Star Spangled Banner, I think? That is saying. the national anthem, Joan. No, wait, wait. He wait. sang America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Which is, what I, which, I, which is what I said should be the national anthem. Right. Um, Joan, are you okay today? I'm, you, you, I'm you, okay. You go, you, go, you go, he sang the national anthem, and the other one sang the Star Spangled no, Banner. No, I you got realized you. I was watching it's it okay. the whole time, okay, too. I, was I thought not. they both I did, did watch really the overtime. Job. It was a very good he Super sang Bowl. He guitar. I was rooting Beautiful. for the 49ers for my buddy Julio and for my brother-in-law, Lawrence. Um, they lost. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes has got it all going on, and I don't know how many times did... Uh, Sam Molino, did they say how many times they took a shot of, of uh, Taylor I don't Swift? have the number, but it was definitely at least 15 to 20 times. All right, she God bless She was chugging Taylor. a beer at one of the shots. She's allowed. She's allowed to do anything She's she wants, fun. man. She's having a good it time. Was a good end. We are going to come back with the Chief of Patrol here on a Monday night. Uh, it is 614. Don't go away. You're going to hear the crime news from the source on the Idola Power Hour. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare Rx, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Michael Rosario from St. Anthony's Neurology Group in St. Petersburg, Florida. How is CIDP diagnosed, treatment options, and what type of specialist do I see if you think you may have CIDP? The clinical presentation of limb weakness and numbness that have progressed over at least eight weeks are highly suggestive of CIDP. Laboratory testing can be helpful. It is important that if you think you have CIDP, you establish care with a neurologist. Treatment alternative includes corticosteroids, immunoglobulins, plasmapheresis, and or immunosuppressive agents. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Author Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda. Yep, Bay Ridge Honda in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, 88th Street, 4th Avenue. Bay Ridge Honda, first of all, it's just a beautiful building. And with beautiful vehicles. I mean, really state of the art, gorgeous, gorgeous vehicles. I passed by there on Saturday and there was full of customers that I could tell you. Um, you know why? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. This is how I'm going to talk to the Court of Appeals. There's several reasons why, Your Honors. Let me tell you why. First and foremost, it's run by a beautiful family, the Sabah family. Rob Sabah following his dad's footsteps, his sister Danielle, her husband, uh, Billy. It's been around for 60 years. So this family has been running this dealership for 60 
years. Doesn't that speak speak volumes? So there's something in the law called reciprocity, the thing speaks for itself, meaning if it's if it's it's so obvious. So to have a family running a car dealership for so long shows you that it must be a wonderful place to buy probably the most second most expensive item in your life after your housing. This month, they're going to give you a little President's Day weekend sale. They're going to offer one deal, $1 down deals. Either drive a brand new Honda home for just a dollar down or bring in a car and you get a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. The new Hondas include the new Civic, the new HRV, CRV, Accord, the new Passport, Honda in Bay Ridge has it all. They have low finance rates, no payments until spring 2024, 90 days with no payments. You are good to go. Serving the five boroughs, go to Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at bayridgehonda.com. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. All right, let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know, you can hit the board and hit the boards at any time. I'm looking right now at John Esposito from my firm. He had some like surgery done to his face to try to make himself look younger. Definitely had the opposite effect. Guy looks like he's ready to crop over at any moment. But he doesn't need to panic. You know why? He's going to Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. You know why? They know their stuff. They've been doing this type of health care law, Medicaid law, wills, trusts, estates, power of attorneys. You got a guy like Esposito. He's been sucking the money away for years. Not a very, uh, you know, not a big spender. So he's got a lot to give away to his children and to charities. But it's got to be done the right way so that when he does hit the boards, his family doesn't have to deal with probate or courts or anyone else coming in and saying, no, he wasn't of sound mind and body because there'll be arguments saying the man was never of sound mind and body from the moment he came onto the planet Earth. So it's, you know, there will be no arguments in court. But Connors and Sullivan, they've been doing this with their combined lawyers is over a hundred years of experience. You're going to call them 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Well, we're playing the police because we have uh, the police, actually uh, more than the police, the chief of police, the chief of patrol on the line with us. And sadly, uh, the headline right now that I'm looking at in the picture says horror on the rails. Now, I know this is uh, your friend uh, and my friend Chief Kemper's uh, 
purview, although I, I, I'm curious, and I don't be a wise guy, when it happens on a elevated outdoor uh, train station, I'm assuming that still falls under Chief Kemper's purview. Is that true, Chief of Patrol, Chell? Yeah, it does. At the end of the day, it's all in the police department. At the end of the day, you guys are all working together. Can you give us any insight on what happened? Uh, just very preliminary now. It just looks like there was a fight on the four train uh, coming into the station, and shots rang out. And uh, right now we have six people shot. Uh, from that incident, and uh, it's a little chaotic up there right now. Do, uh, what, do we know what part of the Bronx it's in? That'd be the Mount, the Mount Eden, the Mount Eden part of the Bronx, Marsania, Mount Eden. Okay. Well, obviously, you know when that look, Chief Chell, that's what people are are grabbing at. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Uh, you you guys could come out with headlines that says crime is down ninety nine percent, and then something like this hits, and unfortunately, that's what everyone grabs onto. So tell us, tell me some good news about crime. Well, the good news about crime again, we we battle numbers versus perception. So crime is crime is still down in the city, still trending in the right direction. Uh, violence is still down, but you know that's 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 a numbers part of it. But what people see on social media and and, and on the news, or Times Square transit, it, you know, paints it paints a picture that these things do happen. It's a, it's a city of eight and a half million people, but it doesn't paint the broader picture of the progress we're making. You know, perception, reality, people's perception, I can't control it's what they see. The reality of it is just keep driving the crime down and violence and keep doing the best we can. And, um, you know, last time you were on, I don't know, 10 days ago, whatever, we were dealing with that whole migrant situation in Times Square, and then the body cams came out. Chief Chow, what could you, what updates can you give us about that? Because people were very, very, very upset about what took place in Times Square with migrants attacking police officers. Well, we have we have eight arrested, um, five were charged. Uh, the eighth was charged were charged with other crimes throughout the city. You know, the uh, DA dropped seven indictments, so he's doing what he's got to do on his end. You know, our refuge of apprehension team is looking for some of them. It's coming. This will come to justice. Trust me. A little little longer than we'd like, but we will get we will get this done. We have to send a message that we're not going to tolerate this kind of nonsense. The two, um, the two police officers who were injured that day, they're in good shape now, correct? So uh, it just shows the strength and resolve of them. The lieutenant never went sick. Uh, the cop went out for a couple of days to check out his shoulder, but they're back to work, back on the beat, uh, doing what New York City, uh, New Yorkers expect, doing their job. I will tell you that you know you were on with us a couple of days after that happened, and a lot of the people who you supervise, uh, who listen to the show. And from the NYPD called me and reached out and they were very happy about uh, your overall theme was like, oh, these guys are not going to beat us up. These guys are not going to take us down. And, you know, we dusted ourselves up. We stood back up and we went back out and did our job. Is that something that, you know, it's con- like, look, Chief Chell, you've been all over the news. I mean. I, you know, you're not like the best looking guy. Like, I don't need to really see you. I would much have your wife be. I would much rather have your wife be posted all over the news or who I know my literally my whole life. But uh, you know, it, do you go out of your way to to make sure that as the leader of the troops, you're letting them know that you know you believe in them, you believe in their strength, you believe in their that literally their strength. Uh, I don't mean their moral strength. I mean the strength in their muscles and that you know. A couple of kids kicking them in the head isn't gonna isn't gonna bring them down. You know, I have a, since I took over this job, I have a saying: every interaction matters. Every opportunity I get to speak to a cop or cops or a group of cops, just to spread that exact message. It is all the, all the time, every time. To some days, as we get older, we get up, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. 
I might check my phone three, four o'clock in the morning, and I might see something that was a good piece of police work, and I will call them. And that goes to long, a long way with them to say thank you. I got you. Uh, mistakes of the heart will not get you in trouble. This is a contact sport sometimes. It's ugly at times. And they and they do a great job in 2023 when just the rules are against us. It seems like, I think I said this before, the good guys become the bad guys and the bad guys become victims. Uh, I, you know, this is a very strange place we're in. But we'll, we won't relent. And it's my job as a coach, if you will, as a chief patrol, to keep that message going. Our team will keep that message going and continuously support them as they do an extremely tough job. So let me ask something about what, exactly what you just said, because what you just said has to do with leadership. Is that something uh, you went to school for in the NYPD or outside the NYPD, or is that just some God-given ability you, uh, you have? I don't know. I went to about four or five colleges. I think I got an eighth in SATs. There you go. I think it's just a, I think it's just a Brooklyn guy from Siberian playing basketball, learning how to be accountable, uh, working hard. Wait, hold on. You got you got an eight. Wait, you got an eight fifty on the SAT? Yeah, when NYU uh, called, I played in the basketball. Not to digress, but when I played uh, in Pittsburgh and I played in a tournament in Boston, and uh, the, the the NYU saw saw me play, and they called my coach and they said, "Hey, what's his status?" And he says, "No, he's available." And they said, "What are you going to SATs?" And my coach said, "Like eight fifty. And they said, "Was that mad the verbal?" He said, "That was both." So yeah. I never went to NYU. Fair to say. No, but you're the and, uh, you're the wait you're you're the you're the one guy who I got a higher grade for then on the SAT. I I never knew who it was. They said, yeah, Arthur, you know, you you're second you're second in the borough from the they go from the bottom. I go, who's further? We're not allowed to tell you. It's confidential. So at least I know. I think you get seven hundred to show up and signing your name. But be that as it may, uh, I found my calling. Thank God I did. And what a career it's been. And I couldn't be more blessed. And um, it's interesting what you talked about about you know checking in with people because. In a leadership role, even here when I talk to the lawyers who work with me, and it's not the exact same analogy, but clients, whether it's a wills, trust in estates matter, or a civil matter, or a criminal matter, a lot of times the client is putting us, putting their lives or, or something very, very important to them in our hands. And I tell the lawyers, I go, reach out, touch them, text them. I go, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to text them after hours. I go, really? You think a, a client who's facing jail time, is going to get upset if their lawyer texts them at 9.30 at night and says, hey, man, thinking about you, just making sure you're doing okay. You think that's really going to irk them? Or are they going to be like, wow, I got someone, a human being, who really cares about me at 9.30 on the night, on a Thursday night, they're thinking about me? That's pretty cool. Listen, a simple a simple handshake, you know, what's up, how you doing? You know, thank you goes a long way. The cops... Don't ask too much. They ask for a little, a little appreciation by virtue of acknowledging them, and they'll run through a wall for you. No doubt about that. So, speaking of running through walls, what about this other thing in Times Square with the shooting, the Brazilian tourist, and a fifteen-year-old kid, and he's crying? Uh, Chief Chell, give us a little insight about that one. Uh, I tell you, you know, a Venezuelan migrant, fifteen years old, with a forty, uh, forty-five caliber handgun, who has no thoughts of shooting into a crowd shooting a female shooting at us not once but twice and on a second time shooting under his arm like he was in the wild west you know just really a sad thing to see and i'm happy more people didn't get hurt i'm so happy my cops showed great restraint and they didn't get hurt because that could have been a different press conference and just a testament to our ability to hit the streets hard Dragnet, let our detectives do their job, and we had them within 20 hours. 
Um, just a tough set of circumstances and um, a little scary, but it's the world we live in right now. But I'm not going to paint a whole uh, population of migrants or gangs from a different boroughs with one broad rush. We don't care who you are, what you are, what you look like, what you call yourself. We don't care. What your status is, we don't care. You commit violent acts. You commit crime in the city. We're going to come at you the best we can. And at the end of the day, we're going to do our job. We expect the DAs to do their job. And for violent criminals, we expect our government to step in and get them out of our country. So what's the next? um, Is there anything you guys have on the horizon that you're looking at? Like, I don't know. St. Patty's Day is coming up in uh, in about a month, and that you know could cause some problems. Is there anything on the on the radar that uh, I mean? I don't think Ash Wednesday on Wednesday is a, something that's going to put the NYPD on high alert. But any uh, uh, you know, how about Chinese New Year? We're going to be safe for Chinese New Year, or did that just happen? Uh, we'll be safe. We'll be safe throughout the year, uh, just with protests and um, some new things we have to deal with in crime. The weather getting warmer right around St. Patty's Day. The spring spring starts kicking in a little bit. We're going to revamp some resources to do what we did last year in terms of putting cops in, in different high crime areas throughout the city, and hopefully continue the crime reduction we had last year. So we're going to mirror that posture and try to handle any new things that are coming our way. That in a city of eight and a half million people, you, every day is a new day. Chief Chell, I'm going to ask you one last question with a minute left. If it's uh whether it's the president of the United States, the governor, the mayor, uh, or or uh, Caban, Commissioner Caban, if they said, Chief Chell, you know, you're, you're the patrol guy, you're on foot, you're, you're looking after all the guys on foot, what what do you guys need to do a better job? Do you need more technology? you need more men? you need more money? What do you need? Uh, look, we need consequences for people's actions. We'll do the job. You know, we, we just got a nice raise. Our staffing's a little low, but it's it, it's coming. We just want consequences for people's actions to keep us and the community safe. That's what we want. And last, most important question: When you're waking up to go to the bathroom, is that like once, twice? Or like, what, what are you up to these days? Uh once, and of course, my commitment to the city. I check my phone. I see what's going on. I see. I can kind of ga- uh, gauge what the morning might be like, but. I like seeing the good stories about our cops at night, and I will call them. That's probably one of the best things I do in my job. All right, Chief Chell, it's Arthur Idala. I will uh, see you out and about. I saw one of your uh, one of your guys today and uh, on the street, and he chit chatted with me. And I just wanted to let him know that this one New Yorker who's got a radio show on every night uh, really supports them and all their hard work. And there, the NYPD is one of the many reasons that makes New York the greatest city in the world. So, Chief Chell, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Take care. Be well. All right, folks, that's Chief John Chell. He's been everywhere, every news channel, every TV show. He's been everywhere. So it's the bottom of the hour. It is 631. We're going to take a quick break here on Monday night. I'm going to come back. Of course, you know, sometimes you guys give me a hard time about the next segment, but I love it. It's my car talk with Lauren Fix. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I just spoke to my friend Alex Cancella at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. He's so excited. He and his team have finally got some aggressive financing rates available on new Toyota vehicles. And it's just 
just in time as Route 22 Toyota's President Day Savings Event is going on right now. They're offering select new Toyota models at 1.99% financing for up to 72 months. 1.99% is amazing. And that's why Alex and his team at Route 22 Toyota are excited. Give them a call at 973-705-8905 to learn more about their President's Day Savings Event. So call 973-705-8905 and ask how to take advantage of the 1.99% financing up to 72 months. Plus, check out all the amazing vehicles Route 22 Toyota has to offer. They're right in Hillside, New Jersey. And don't forget to tell them Joe Piscopo sent you. Financing available for qualified buyers on select new Toyota models through TFS, subject to primary lender approval. Expires February 29th, 2024. Well, if it's Monday night, we must be talking concrete. Yes, concrete. Don't we love concrete? Sam Blaine, you like concrete? Love it, love it. My mother lives in Brooklyn. My mother goes, she loves concrete. I got no I got no room for the city, for the country. I don't need grass. I need concrete. Maybe you could paint it green for me. Well, you know what? When you're looking for concrete and concrete materials for your next construction project, you know who you should call? You should call the experts. The experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring, fully insured in New York and New Jersey, and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability. Strength and appearance for your next project. Take it from me and call today. Call Diamondback Ready Mix. When you call over there, you're going to ask for Harry. Harry's going to give you some personalized service, maybe even a free estimate on what you need. 718-650-5649. 718-650-5649. Harry Lynch at Diamondback Ready Mix is waiting for your call. So go online, Diamondback Ready Mix. That's Ready Mix, R-E-D-I-M-I-X.com. Diamondback Ready Mix is a DeFazio Industries company. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Plaza College. It's my favorite. It didn't exist when I went to college. Otherwise, I just would have gone there. Would have been a court reporter and... You know, I had a powerful job, making a lot of money, and I wouldn't have all this stress. I would have actually watched the Super Bowl. Well, you know, I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now, and uh, it is superior. Plaza College actually has been around since I was went to college, 1916. So I guess I could have gone there. Well, sorry. I went to SUNY Purchase to be an actor. Look what that did for me. Um, 
Besides the School of Court Reporting, they have four other schools of study, including, as you know, their School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And they just uh, graduated a class of 20 students. Well, 18, they started with 20, 18 graduated. See, it's not that easy because you're going to be like a nurse, nurse practitioner, whatever. It's serious stuff with serious work, but you have great instructors at Plaza College. Plaza College has their dental hygiene program with the 20 chair community clinic. Plaza College has the, um, uh, the other programs that, what is it, the paralegal program, the business program. I know all this by the top of my head. I don't even need to read the, uh, the script anymore. Um, in the dental hygiene program, students get to work on life patients under the supervision of a dentist. That's how they learn what to do. So in, me email info at plazacollege.edu. Find out more about all of their schools of study from their court reporting program to their nursing program. Email info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round. All right, well, you know, there are a lot of different ways to get around. And my son Arthur today had to dress up like an old man, a hundred-year-old man, because today was the hundred days of school. That's like a new thing. We never did a hundred days of school. God bless them. They come up with new gimmicks all the time. I even think little Carmine uh, had to dress up as an old man for a hundred days of school. But anyway, Arthur looked adorable, and he had to write an essay as if he was a hundred and what his life looked like. And I am going to ask our next guest, Lauren Fix. If Arthur has to write or had to write in his essay, let's see, he's seven years old, so 93 years from now, what type of vehicle, Lauren Fix, would Arthur Idala III be operating 93 years from now? Well, remember when we were kids, they thought we'd be flying cars like the Jetsons. They don't exist. <laughs> well, will they be there 93 years from now? I think they'll be air taxis. Uh, Hyundai's working on them right now. I've seen them. They're really cool. Bell helicopters also working on them. Again, very cool stuff. Where They're not autonomous, although right now they're showing that. I think you'll have a, like a, almost if you get in a cab, but you'll be able to get places quicker by using... Like you can do with Blade right now. You can go from Manhattan to the airports pretty quick. It'll be more reasonably priced. They'll have more available. So I think that is a possibility down the road. But I think cars are getting more and more intuitive. And like we always talk about, what you wish for as far as being so far advanced can also be scary because there's like kill switches coming in in 2026 and speed limiters, which I've just reported on. I'll post that on Friday. All these new rules and regulations for control do you want it to be like the movies or you get into a pod and it takes you to your location? Or do you want to drive and have that exciting experience that you and I live for, you know, to get behind the wheel and just enjoy the moment? You're not, that would be taken away. So we don't want to lose that. So I, I think there'll always be that available, but I think cars will, will be uh, certainly more high tech, more connectivity between the house and the vehicle. And remember a hundred years ago, Cars aren't that much different. They may look different, 
but they aren't really that much different. Well, Lauren Fix, hold on one second. Well, I, my, I remember you being a me, kid. You tell me the factor that's different, and I'll point it out. Okay, when I was Arthur's age, when I was seven years old, I distinctly remember on my father's Caprice Classic, um, mm-hmm. about sometime around, usually around Christmas time, we would have to go outside, jack up all four, the car on four, change the tires from regular all season tires or summer tires and put on snow tires because the cars handled so poorly in the snow. And now I mm-hmm. would say a majority of cars are either front wheel drive, all wheel drive or front wheel drive. And that is, and, and even the technology of the tires, even if you have a real wheel drive, like my sister has an old Lexus LS430, if, if you know you, they have a snow button, you put that on. It still knows how to move the the uh, power from one wheel to the other, so it can still operate in the snow. A 1971 right. Chevy Caprice Classic was not doing that. That's for sure. I, hey, listen, I drove on a '76 Camaro with rear wheel drive and no snow tires, so I get that. Um, but you know, different times, new technologies. Front wheel drive came out in 1970 or '70 in the old. I think it was either a Cutlass or a Full Ford. It was a Tornado. It was a Tornado. was the first front-wheel drive that was a production car. Um, I have tons of useless information in my head. But it was interesting as you start putting it all together and you see some of these technologies that have evolved, they've gotten better. They're more efficient, more effective, more safety features. Anti-lock brakes, airbags. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. Safety absolutely is a plus. I'm 100% behind that. As long as it's not too much, because we all hate those nannies. I shut them off. Lane departure warning and all the things. Let, Let me ask you, Lauren that. Fix. Let yeah. me ask you a question, because this, this pertains to my family. So Arthur mm-hmm. is seven. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike Luca, who's 17 and is just much more of a cautious person, um, I'm mm-hmm. going to just say Arthur's a little bit more curious. And um, mm-hmm. it will there be a way with newer cars so I can set a limit on how fast the car can go? For my iPhone? It's been in place for at least five years. Okay. Uh, through General Motors, they have, um, uh, and Ford has it with my key as well. GM has a has like a control thing you can put into the program, and you, you put a code in that they don't know. And if they don't have their seatbelts on, you can't turn on the radio, you can't start the car, you can't go over a certain speed limit. Uh, when my kids are younger, who are now in their 30s, I had trackers put in the cars that I put in myself, and they didn't believe me. I told them, I said, there's a tracker in the car. If you speed, I know about it. If you go outside where you're supposed to be, I know about it. And I would call them, and they would be like, seriously? I go, I told you it was there. You know, so that technology has been in place for at least 20 years. Lauren, what was your your first car? What was your first car? My first car was a 76 Camaro with a 305. I took it to an autocross. It was horrible. I was last in class, and I sold it that next day and bought a '79 Mustang Cobra with a manual transmission. So, so you were, so you were rich. I bought a four hundred dollar, no, no. totally, totally rusted out Alfa Romeo Alfetta that went zero to sixty a in a day. Car. It went to zero to sixty in a day and a half. And uh, I was not rich, believe me. I paid twelve hundred dollars for the car, and I've been working since I was ten years old, tearing down brake calipers in order to afford it. <laughs> All right, so real quick, Lauren, um, AM radio, there's, uh, yeah. I believe it is Ted Cruz who's actually fighting to keep AM radios in all cars manufactured and sold in the United States of America. It's correct. So right now it was brought to the Senate floor. There's a Senate bill and a House bill. Both of them are on the floor, but they have not been voted on yet, and this concerns me. So one is called Save AM Radio. Another one is AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. 
both one's a house and one is a Senate bill. So Ted Cruz tried to just get a whole house vote across the board for leaving AM radio in the car for a lot of reasons. Farmers needed emergencies, sport, local sports, local weather, local news. And besides, you can listen to you on the radio. And uh, surprisingly, Rand Paul is the one who turned it down. He said, no, we're not going to do this. He wants it to be more stuff added to it. But the interesting thing is, this was a bipartisan thing. Both you've got Senator Ed Markey, who's a Democrat. You've got a whole bunch of Democrats and Republicans supporting this because they realize that you want to listen to your local sports, even if it's high school sports. You're not going to listen to it otherwise. And as a Bills fan, I'm I'm at the other end of the state. We listen to it on GR55, which is an AM radio station. Otherwise, you don't get it. So I I think it's important to note that, you know, whoever your elected officials are, both in the House and the Senate, write them a note. You don't have to be nasty. Just say, listen, we need AM radio. Tell them I'm supporting the effort. Uh, Let both your senators and your representatives know. And if they know you're interested, they're more likely to vote for it. All right, they don't I'm gonna, hear from I, you, then they don't know, right? Nicole Maliotakis and Schumer and Gillibrand will get... I'm I'm just going to write on my letterhead saying, please save AM radio, love, author, Idala. They already know who you are. <laughs> uh, um, one, I got one minute left. What's going on with the auto shows around the country? I just left the Chicago auto show, and I was able to get my hands on a cyber truck. So that everyone's like, oh, you got to put, someone told me I should put the title of the video, Lauren versus Tesla Cybertruck. I go, no, that could be a law case. I don't want to do that. Uh, but I will be posting that tomorrow morning. You will see my impression of the Cybertruck. I was really surprised. I thought it would be better than it was, but there was a lot of things that stood out to me that were shocking, and I, I will pass them along to you. If you want one, you should be able to get one. There was also a Model 3 there, but Beyond, and I'm actually surprised they were there because in the state of Illinois, you cannot sell Teslas. You have to buy them out of state and get them serviced out of state because obviously there's a lot of dealers and manufacturers there. But we also saw a new Kia Carnival, which is their people mover. We saw a new Kia K5. Whoa, 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 hold on. Is that, they don't call it a minivan? They call it a people mover? They call it a people mover, yes. It's supposed to be a great, it's supposed to be a great vehicle. Oh, it's a fantastic vehicle. Kia makes great products. K5, their sedan, the new GT. We saw the 2025, I can't believe we're talking 25, Ford Explorer. I was really impressed with the interior on that and the new changes. No more hybrid engine. And I had a very nice chat with some executives who told me that you're not going to see as many EVs as they thought because the sales aren't there and they're stacking up on lots. So they're now realizing it's going to be hybrids and plug-in hybrids will be your options or gas. There you go, Lauren Fix. Lauren predicted this on the first episode of the Idola Power Hour two and a half years ago. Down with EVs, boo. Go up with hybrids, yay. All right, Lauren, thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're almost at the end of the show. I can't believe it. Happy birthday, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, It's 646 on the Author Idola Power Hour. We'll be right back. I just saw an article in the New York Post that popped up about me and my case tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Don't go away. I'll be there. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at IdalaLaw.com. Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you well if you want a beautiful car we just talking to lauren fix and she can attest that the honda products are superior now it's nerve-wracking owning car dealerships my buddy paul uh called me the other day and he's got to upgrade a car he's over on his lease and blah 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 blah. and you know we were talking about honda but overall he was talking about like how nervous he was and this is a prestigious person who's very intelligent went to great schools all that kind of stuff he's like i don't know but you don't know what's going to go on in there and they were they're going to try to rob you not literally under like chief chell's definition of rob but you know what i mean I was like, bro, go to Bay Ridge Honda. They like they don't mess around with you. Go in there, ask for either Robbie or Danielle or Billy, and they have the other their general manager. There, they've been people who have been working there for decades. I just don't know their names off the top of my head, but um, you know, it's they make the shopping for a car experience nice and easy, nice and calm. You have a nice cup of coffee if you want. You go across the street, they'll get you some food. And you can just kick the tires on all their beautiful Honda products. They also have a bunch of pre-owned products on the parking lot right diagonally across the street. Bay Ridge Honda. They have low financing rates, no payments until spring 2024. They're going to give you a deal this weekend. It's the President's Day weekend sale, either a dollar down uh, for a new car or a dollar oil change. Um, they really treat you like you're part of their family. That's what the Sabah family does. So go to Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or just go online and poke around, bayridgehonda.com. Charlie Kirk, weekdays at noon on AM 970, The Answer. All right. It is 6.49 on a Monday night. I guess uh, you would call it Argument Eve Eve. I know you guys are probably like, come on, why is he making such a big deal out of this case? Well, you don't go to the Court of Appeals often. I mean, it's not like the Supreme Court of the United States where you don't go at all. Uh, It's very rare. I think they do 80 cases a year um, in the Supreme Court of the United States. And you're trying to get in there through the whole country. Uh, the Court of Appeals of the state of New York takes more cases than that, um, and you're only going through the state of New York in terms of the competition. But, you know, it's also the subject matter, who it is, and the, the, the notoriety, and you just, look, you just want to be the best you could be. As I, I said to people today, I don't think I've ever been as prepared for anything, like anything. What I was thinking of last night, when I was leaving here, um, around, I don't know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock, I was thinking of when I ran for city council in 1997 and the morning after I didn't get the result that I wanted, I lost by 108 votes out of 7,300. 
I'm, I got up, I went in the bathroom, I looked in the mirror, and I actually smiled at myself. And I just, I think I said out loud, like, there's not more you could have done. And that's a great feeling. Um, now, that case affected me. This case doesn't really affect me. It affects another human being. And, um, I mean, just so everyone knows, at the appellate court, the in any appellate court in, in New York, it's not the defendant, it's not the individual who's on trial. It's the judge who's on trial, and to some degree the DA's office who's on trial, to see whether the individual got a fair trial. And that's why... And those rulings then affect every defendant in the state of New York. So my argument is going to be this case is not about Harvey Weinstein. This case, of course, it's about Harvey Weinstein, but it's, it's, it, the effects have, have limited effect on him and have tremendous effect on everyone and the rights that we all have in the state of New York by the United States Constitution regarding your 14th Amendment right to due process, your uh, right to the presumption of innocence, your Sixth Amendment right uh, to testify, your Fifth Amendment right to, to be silent. Um, so it'll be interesting. And as we're on the show here, someone just sent me a text who's listening, and I don't know, there's an article from the Post today? Yep, the New York Post. Um, this is Joni Pelzer, who's you, now got her act together. Yeah, I, I got... Go ahead, right, go. We so, only have two minutes left. Yeah, okay. The whole the whole Star Spangled Banner National Anthem, I forgot okay, what was Joan, called what, okay? And no one's even listening You make that. fun of me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Harvey Weinstein to cite Me Too noise in final bid to reverse rape conviction. That's the headline? That's the headline, and you're quoted in it um, talking about the fact that he was like the poster child for this movement, which is true. He is the poster child for this movement, but is it is it fair or not fair that he is the poster child? I mean, for my purposes... Most importantly, is there like a picture of me? Of you? Yeah. Yes. Of oh. course. There's, gee, if there wasn't a picture of you. In with fact, the hat, I, with I the went hat through. Or without the hat? Uh, you have the hat on. Uh, am I pointing? or no? You're point? not pointing. Oh, no Jerry point. Foley will be very glad. <laughs> and you have on a pink tie. Um, I do actually have some photos and some video of this from four years ago because it's right before COVID when this happened. And I was down there with you. What, what are you, you looking water? at your tea? I put lemon oh. in hot water for you because okay, you have no. a raspy throat today. I know, I know, I know. And I want you to I'm be able to speak properly. And you thought one machine was hotter than the other in the kitchen. Well, yeah, which I, one I'm is hotter? Well, I don't go. know. I let them cool off. You're so. learning something. There you go. So tomorrow um, night, who's on the show real quick before we But go. wait, let me finish oh, okay, this okay. first. Okay. Sam, how much time we have left? We have just over four minutes. Oh, we got time. We're arguing like brother and sister. I'm aware. So, um... And by the way, your mom called me to make sure that you were okay because she wanted to make, she didn't want to bother you. And I know you had like law school prep going on here. I mean, you've got every room taken over. I will tell you, I've been so focused. It's going to be weird when it's over to like lose that laser. But here's something that stands out for me about, and this is not a pitch, but this is about our law firm. The fact is, everyone jumps in to help. And everyone is. She took the bar over the weekend. It's partners. Yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer soon. So everyone's a partner. Even associates are partners in this, and they're all helping you prepare because. It's like a, it's like building well, a someone, block here, and it's here. building a building, and you're the foundation of the building. Let me finish co- all, giving all you some I'm accolades. Say is someone said here, we're not a law firm. We're happen- we're a family. We're not a law we're firm. family that happens to practice exactly. Law. And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not part of a law firm. I'm I'm the extra. Do you play, in, do you play, play on TV? You play a lawyer. On <laughs> I TV? play. I did play a lawyer. Did you on get TV? the memo about the tele about the photo shoot? 
Yes, I got the memo, and we have to figure out a date when everyone can make I it, and we it, need... I put it on there. Yeah, it's but March got, is everyone confirmed for yeah, this? Yeah, well, they have to be. They all better be here early for hair and makeup. Oh, well, I don't have to do Especially hair. Especially so you. I can be here late <laughs> for hair. Sambolino should come, too, because wow. we should have a group photo for the radio station, too. But See, you do look dapper in this. Co- she complicates things. And so the article don't just... Don't complicate things. Article, I want your hair and makeup done. So, anyway, the article, the article just, is... Talks about what's going to happen. Yes, the hair won't and I was in court when this all happened, and... Listen, I know people who were legitimately raped, and I also know people who have dealt with situations where they made the best of a bad situation, and they did something maybe they didn't want to do, but that was not considered a crime. They did it because they wanted to advance their career. So I know people on both ends of the spectrum, and what this scares me about is that if somebody legitimately was raped... Maybe they're not being heard as loudly because of this noise that's happening with this. And it really does scare me for the younger generation. And this is important to make sure both sides have the rights. Well, as I said earlier, it, this is not this is not a case about one person. This the way the Court of Appeals works is there. They basically hand down the rules for the whole state. So if they allow this bad evidence thinking that came in against Harvey Weinstein, if they go, eh, it's OK. That means every defendant, you listening, and you're like, oh, I'll never do anything wrong. Okay, maybe you won't. Maybe your niece will, your nephew will, your cousin will, your friend will. And you're like, well, how does all this bad evidence come in? Mm. Well, because it was a publicity case, and people don't like him, and the prosecutor wants to put all this negative uh, evidence in, even though it's not relevant, just to dirty him up. So the jury says, you know what? I'm not too sure about the evidence itself, but enough evidence came out to show us this is not a good guy, so let's convict him. All right, we will be back tomorrow night, Tuesday on Thursday when you're done and okay. see what's what. Tomorrow night we're going to have Michelle Eskenazi, bail bond about- queen, educating us on bail. Okay. Um, then Wednesday we'll be upstate. I'll be upstate. You'll be here with Carol Thanks, and I'll be Carol. back on Thursday yeah, and Friday. to hear Thursday. And Thursday I have a special, uh, a special anniversary day. We'll talk about that Ooh. Thursday when we're back. Alright folks, it's Arthur Idala, 657. Happy Lincoln's Day. Good luck with this weather. I don't know. It says it's going to rain and then it's going to snow and then it's going to rain. Schools I'm not closed. panicking. Yeah, schools are closed. Wimps. Wimps. I told everyone you better be here. The subway runs. Get on the R train. It's underground. Have a great night everyone. Happy Monday. I'll see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.